If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Dear listeners, on today's episode of the RV, we are in the UK to talk to Joseph J. Jordan. Joseph is the author of the latest fantasy series entitled The British Empire of Magic. So, my dear Joseph, welcome to The Relatable Voice. Oh, thank you for having me on. I'm absolutely honored. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's um, it's great. So, Joseph, you had an unconventional childhood, Mm. right? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) Your mother, Elkie Brooks, is one of the most successful female singers in the story of British music. What was... It's like to grow up on tour with your mom's singing career. Oh, uh, well, you know what? As I, when I look back at it now, um, I guess it was a bit different. But at the time, I had nothing really to uh, relate it to with other people uh, because we were surrounded by this bubble that was, you know, just our own. So for me, it was completely normal. I just thought everyone's mum got up on stage and sang. Um, and as I got a little bit older, maybe I started to realise uh, it's not terribly normal to go to London and go shopping and there'd be photographs being taken and things like that of you. And I was like, what's going on here? So as you get a little bit older, it got a, um, I got a bit more aware of it. But it, for me, honestly, for me and my brother, I think that we found it really normal. Um, we lived in a beautiful part of the country. It was isolated. So when we were on tour, it was amazing. And then we came home for winter and just had a and it was just us so we were pretty self-isolated and as I say it was pretty normal for us but it was only when I grew up it became oh wow okay she's famous that's pretty cool <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I see why creativity is definitely in your DNA absolutely yeah I think um as you know if you're a creative person anyway but if you're surrounded by a family that's creative it's it's very conducive and my mother was certainly that you know just to have someone to bounce a creative idea off uh, without them damaging your confidence um, is something really special I think that only something other creative people perhaps maybe understand how fragile one's confidence is when you put something that's your own into the world uh, to basically be criticized so yeah, it's, it's, it is a very nice thing to have that on, on tap. Mm-hmm. So what was your relationship yeah. to books and writing before the pandemic? I wanted to write uh, and I loved reading, but I, I, when I grew up, 
again, because I had a bit of an odd childhood, I was taken out of school because I, I just really struggled at school. I couldn't read. Uh, so my mum and father took me out and I had a great tutor that I still really struggled to read until my auntie Yvette bought me Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, and I fell in love with it. Um, really, it took me ages to read it, but I, it really kickstarted a passion for reading, but also the fantasy genre, realising that you could dive into a completely different world uh, and of somebody else's making, and then you can use your own imagination to change things. Uh, so I was absolutely passionate about that. And I used to be a quite a strange child. We, I used to play on the balcony, as I like to call it, and create worlds, um, different stories in my mind when I was a child. Um, and it's kind of progressed a little bit. I don't necessarily go playing on the balcony anymore because I think I'm a little old for that. Um, but I certainly create worlds in my mind in my sleep, on the bike, when I train. Um, so I think it's it, my relationship with reading and the fantasy world Absolutely. I've always been very passionate about it, but it was only until I you know, got a bit older that I really gained the confidence in myself to write, really. Mm -hmm. And I read that you decided to write your book series because of the pandemic. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know, I found myself with a load of time and... You know, my business, I, I run a separate business, which is seasonal based on tourists. And there were no tourists. <laughs> Everyone disappeared. I live in a tourist village, a surfing village. So it just got very quiet. And I had a lot of time. So I thought, you know what? This is the time. This, uh, If I'm going to do this, I've got no excuse. I've got loads of time. I've got days on end. So I just went for it. And I, I didn't stop. I absolutely loved it. It was a it was a passion, a vocation I've found that I, now I can't actually imagine doing anything else. Mm -hmm. I can relate with you and all yeah. as well. I've been yeah. uh, listening to many stories like these that people just mm. started writing because they had a lot of time. And yeah, the first book of your series is called The British Empire of Magic which follow it correct. by the Dark Knights King. Huh? Yes, yes, that's correct, yeah. So Joseph, can you tell us quickly what this series is about? I think, obviously, it's about magic. Uh, I think the, the clues <laughs> in the title there. Um, <laughs> but also, it's what's really important about uh, the, the books is that it's about relationships uh, between um, a mother and her son. Uh, so the mother is the Queen Elaine Maybook of the British Empire of Magic and her son, which is the protagonist, Jacob, Prince Jacob. Um, you know, he's his mother, he's his idol. And basically he finds out a truth about his mother was been keeping about his family, really. And something terrible that that his grandfather did and his mother covered it up basically and the arrival of this individual that was once very important to Prince Jacob arrives out of out of nowhere and quest he makes Jacob question everything his mother and basically he's, he's faced with a choice to uh, you know stand at his mother's side and try and stop a war which is basically this this character in, invades I would say Prince Jacob's life and his mother's 
wants to start a war between the Magi folk, which is obviously the, the magical people, and the people of the human race. And there's a race on to basically just to stop this destruction. And while this is all happening, as I say, there's the relationships that is covered with this, which is the really important relationship between parent and, you know, and their, and their child. And also what I'm very proud of in the book as well, although it wasn't a focal point of the book, is that the protagonist, Prince Jacob, is actually a gay character which obviously in children's fantasy uh, is really rare, which I didn't actually know, to be perfectly honest, when I wrote the books. I, it was just pretty natural to make uh, Prince Jacob uh, as, a, as a gay man. I, I didn't really think anything else of it. I just carried on writing it. Um, but subsequently, it's been had a massive impact to uh, LGBTQ uh, community readers uh, and thanking me basically for the inclusion of that kind of character in, in children's literature. Wow, that's very important. Inclusion. This is yeah. the word. Yeah. And what what was your inspiration behind the character of Prince Jacob? I won't hide the fact that because it was my first book that I wrote, I and obviously I knew that Prince Jacob was gonna be the protagonist. Uh, I did loosely base him on myself because I knew it would be the easiest way for me to work out um, how he would react in situations uh, when they arose. So, and I thought that makes it easier on me. But what was really kind of funny is, of course, he is based on me. Now, as I'm writing the third book, there's hardly a trace of me left. Is <laughs> this whole character that's created himself. Um, and it's like, I'm not, I wouldn't do that, crikey. Um, so it, well, that's absolutely wonderful to find out that now that he's taken on his own, he's completely individual, he's his own person. Um, he's almost real to me now. Uh, so that has been great. But yes, originally the inspiration was <laughs> egotistically myself. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of become, yeah, the absolutely. character. It's and there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's, I think there's also a bit of embarrassment that you, when I say to people that, you know, he's kind of based on me, I, I shouldn't feel embarrassed because I think, you know, you should be proud of if you're putting something of yourself in, into a character. Uh, but yes, it is a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what drew you to this fantasy story? It's mainly because I've always created worlds in my own head anyway, I think, as a child. Um, I, I struggled with coming out as a gay man um, as a well, as a teenager and as a later on in my early to mid twenties, so I always found it easy subconsciously when I was a child. I think I think it's important part of it that I I created worlds to get away from reality probably, and but it stayed with me as a positive thing. Uh, so I think it was just a, a natural progression for me to create a fantasy novel, a novella. Uh, it just it was it just went that way. I've always felt more comfortable creating fake worlds, as it were, than living in the reality of this real one. Yeah, I love fantasy. What has been the feedback from the LGBTQ community? It's been incredible. I didn't expect anything like that. As I said, when I was writing the character Prince Jacob and um, his partner Elliot. It was just a natural thing for me to do, probably because I'm a, I'm a gay man myself, but it was just natural for me to do. And I, I genuinely didn't think it was controversial or anything. Um, and it was only after the book was published 
and I was just getting loads of DMs, uh, emails from people uh, just, just yeah, thanking me for the inclusion. But I mean, I remember one of the best things I had was uh, a DM from uh, a, a child father saying that he, my child just read your book, say child, he was a teenager, I think he was about 13. And, you know, he, he read my book, the, the teenager, and he came out to uh, his father after reading my book. Um, I, I don't know if my book helped or in any way or just triggered something to, to give him a bit of courage to do that. Uh, but that's worth a billion book sales. And, you know, it just blew me, blew me away completely. Uh, so now I think as I'm going forward writing the books, there's this extra weight that I'm carrying a little bit of the relationship between those two, although it's not altering anything with the storyline. It's all set out before any of this but it's been incredible and very emotional and humbling that uh, these characters mean that much uh, to these people it's fantastic and, and to myself this, this is priceless it really is yeah you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And you know, Joseph, inclusion is something I'm very passionate about. So it's powerful to see this community feel represented by your book. Do you think that there is still work to be done in terms of LGBTQ representation? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's great that we're seeing it. But I think what we're seeing now is more. And I think the best way to explain why we're seeing that is because, you know, being gay or a member of the LGBT community is a perfectly normal thing as far as I'm concerned. So now we're seeing the a natural representation in literature and, and film that those people being represented. So I think it, it's, it's coming through, uh, but it is still, you know, sometimes you ha hear people say, oh, it's a token gay character in, in a film or a book or something like that. And it's not token because that's just probably what would happen in the real world. So I think the language we use um, and how we think about the inclusion now, I think that's something we need to focus on. Um, and I think I think some people are, but it's tr trying to educate people to understand that and seeing that it's not token. We're not trying to, you know, unfairly represent it's fairly representing a group of people that actually exist so why shouldn't they exist in fantasy worlds in you know films and books and anything you know any kind of art form i i agree with you 
it's real life. Yeah, and I think the same can be said for race as well. You know, we're seeing there's, there's so much wrong with the world, but there's also uh, a lot of positivity um, and people raising their voices, making them uh, heard and their feelings heard. And, you know, the, the normal, it should be normal. That, that should people should be able to, you know, speak up and voice their opinions and in art. I think that's a really important thing. Yeah, exactly. And Joseph, you are currently working on the third book of this series. So do you intend on continuing as a full-time writer? Yes, I do. I, I spoke to my mother and a very close friend of mine about this. Um, and I, I said, you know, I love doing this. I didn't realize I was going to love doing it. It was something that, I, as I said, I just did through COVID because I had, to be honest, no other time. I didn't have anything to do else with my time. And I am absolutely passionate as I've ever been about anything. And I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy creating these worlds. Whether I continue with the British Empire of Magic as uh, the, the, a series, I'm, I don't think, I think I'll have a break from that next year uh, after, after the third book's out in December. Um, I've got two or three other stories that I want to write about all fantasy, uh, but not necessarily in the magical realm. Uh, so I'm really excited to explore, you know, challenging myself with other stories. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious to know how you describe the kingdom and the clothes. And you've been researching. How was the writing process? Um, for me, it was, as I say, um, The, the inspiration for it and things like that was always came fairly easy because as I say, I, I create these worlds, um, when I, when, especially when I'm on my bike, I'm a triathlete, so I spend four hours on the bike. Um, so there's a lot of time to do a lot of thinking. <laughs> um, so, and I've also been, a, I've been very well traveled um, and privileged to do so. So I've visited lots of places that have allowed me to um, extend Uh, my imagination on reality if you like so beautiful castles I've been to around the world and things like that so it was like oh, I want to take this particular place and change it make it even bigger and more fantastical um, I've always I love the idea of robes I think they're just fantastic uh, the whole sort of plainness but not plain it's just fantastic um, so it was very natural for me to do that um, I guess I'm trying to create a world that I want to live in and it was really easy to do. <laughs> wow, I, I, I think fantasy is, it's not only for kids, like usually people say, ah, oh, this, uh, this is fantasy, it's only for kids. No, for example, Harry Potter is not only for kids. You know, I remember being on the train um, with my mother and this chap who was very, very serious business fan um and you know beautiful suit very serious looking but he was reading harry potter and the chamber of secrets and enthralled by it like properly into it and i remember thinking how cool is that you know it's basically the michael jackson of uh of of literature that appeals to everybody your grandmother and your your you know, your five-year-old kid, <laughs> you know, that, what an amazing achievement. Yes. <laughs> and Joseph, as we were talking about inclusion, I found a quote from Maya Angelou. 
and she says it's time for parents to teach young people early on that in diversity there is beauty and there is strength. So what do you think about it? It's a beautiful quote and and absolutely agree. Um, I think it, well, it comes down to what we were saying earlier about um, racism and homophobia and all those types of injustice. Um, you know, you're not born racist, you're not born homophobic. People teach that. And the education parents need to give their children is not to teach that. It's not to see colour, not to see someone's sexuality um, as something that should be commented on or even said is different or weird. It's just who they are. So I think absolutely, it, the, the more we educate people on these things, the better chance our entire race has of uh, continuing to be better people and in, in everything. If we can do that, teach people to hate less, you know, I think the whole world can learn something from that. You are absolutely right, Joseph. Like, children play with everyone until a parent tells them not to. Yeah, nobody is born racist. And I love when you said that we should hate less. Yeah. We're seeing it all over the world. I mean, what's happening in Afghanistan? It's, it's just, just please try and hate less and understand more, I think, is the, is the key with that. Yes. And Joseph, where can our listeners find you and your books? Yeah, you can, you can find my books on Amazon. Uh, they're exclusive to Amazon, published with them. And it's the British Empire of Magic. You just type that and you'll get it. I'm on Instagram as Joey Jacob Jordan and the same handle for Twitter. And on Facebook, it's Joseph J. Jordan official. And yeah, or you can just Google Joseph J. Jordan. You'll find me and the books. <laughs> That's excellent. And your article will be also featured on our blog, www.luciamatuonto.com and on our e-magazines, Brand Education. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an honor. Of course. So, Joseph, I hope you come back in December to talk to us about your new oh. book. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. It really has. I, lo I love talking about all these kinds of things. You know, it's, it's not just the, the book. It's what it's the characters in it. And I say if the characters can help anyone in any way, then which I never thought could, I was possible, I was capable of uh, creating something like that to do something like that. It's, it's a real experience for me. It's a real journey. And uh, it's one that I can't wait to see what happens down the line, I think, and just keep uh, exploring it. And your work is just beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.